future proofing of global supply chains from over 1300 cities in 130 countries we bring you the good morning africa podcast good morning africa and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in africa i am ritha dong for more follow us on twitter at the kfinancial news and you can find me at ritha dong geopolitical tensions automation and changing labor costs are triggering a profound reevaluation of sourcing strategies but the availability of key capabilities remains pivotal to decision making tobias ma chief executive officer dhl group on this episode discusses future proofing supply chains and what the current issues in the red sea mean for the manufacturing sector well i mean the red sea issue currently is fairly contained um but it, it might be good to spend a minute on explaining when a such an incident becomes a bigger issue and i think people are more concerned about that after the covid experience it's typically not one thing that leads to um a shortage of global transportation capacity and it has actually rarely happened in history most 80% of supply chain disruption are a manufacturing issue not that much a transportation um um issue but what what we have seen during covid and why for instance the incident with the ever given we might remember I think it was March 21 where a ship was stuck for 6 days in the Suez Canal and that led to um you know an exorbitant spike of rates that was on the context of basically a bullwhip effect that came through covid people you know consumers being very insecure in the beginning of covid not being able to spend on services and suddenly releasing a huge demand swell uh particularly when it comes to consumer electronics and, and other such products which then needed shipping and then on the back of that you had that incident mm. and i think that's something to monitor when you have three moderate incidents or one very big one and then a moderate one then it when it comes to these exuberant spikes and there is a bit to worry because we have another issue that is the panama canal right the panama canal also being an importing shipping route and that leads then in this system of transport to certain bottlenecks so what we'll see and what is the real concern is that the lengthening of the shipping route not going through the red sea but having to go 30 40% longer journey across the cape that that leads to a shortage of containers for instance in asia in a couple of weeks because that backflow is currently not happening at the pace people were planning for so that's something to to monitor Now we are in a situation where global demand overall is still pretty weak. There's a lot of shipping capacity that that came into the market, so the background is very different than what we had um 2-3 years ago when we had that ever given incident. But that's the way uh we, you know, discuss this with our customers how to think about these events and it's not sufficient to basically say okay, we have a moderate event of that size that we need to plan for. the sources of disruption i think we all feel that geopolitical natural particularly climate driven and also other societal issues we have more sources of disruptions so it's more likely that two three four of these events somehow accumulate he also delves into why governments need very clear esg policies so next to building on existing strength i would say first do no harm uh, so put the rules in place but also think about the detrimental effect of of those rules and i think in in europe what we're currently seeing particularly on the esg topic is a disaster it's not advancing the cause it's distracting people from the cause it's creating bureaucracy and it's distracting resources 
to move the needle, particularly on the journey which we all got that we need to become a low carbon, ultimately no carbon economy. So uh, I think that's a bit of a concern that we have. Um, focus the, the interventions on clear incentives, you know, tax carbon, for instance. We, we are a fan of taxing carbon, yeah, but get to simple rules that are reliable, that investments can be based on. Um, and that do not create additional risk uh, for business because businesses don't like risk. If you invest into an operating facility, you put five years of work into it and a billion dollars, you don't want to have changing regulation on day two when you go live with that facility. And that's what people do fear. So I think that is, that is something um, that particularly um, in Europe is a concern that regulation gets more and more granular. And other countries, I think, are doing, doing that better to make sure that we're adjusting to those objectives and the objectives, I think, are very much shared. Saudi Minister of Industry and Mineral Resources, Banda bin Ibrahim Al-Qurayev, talks about why we need to keep politics out of the supply chain. Much as I would like to be sophisticated, but I would say, you know, the, the old rule of not putting your eggs in one basket is, is, is something we sometimes tend to, for, tend to forget. I believe that uh, the global supply chain uh, dynamics need to be uh, driven by market dynamics and not uh, you know politics uh, it's it's okay to have politics address areas of national interest and national security and it has to be to the minimum uh, scope but i think when we look at saudi arabia uh, 20 years ago it is not a place where you can actually use in logistics you cannot uh, access it it's it's, it's very hard so what we have been doing in creating or allowing Saudi Arabia to be a global competitor uh, for people like DHL to see the country as a place where they can actually use to uh, use as a base. So our uh, vision 2030 aims definitely to diversify our economy and logistics is definitely a great part of it. Manufacturing, mining. So I think we need to uh, see new areas where there is development, where they are offering actually a competitive way or option rather than trying to do it from a political point of view. And a quick look at the market. The market second is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index hovered just below the flat line around 34,320 on Monday as risk sentiment remained fragile with traders considering the implications of a strong U.S. jobs report on the monetary policy outlook. In this regard, the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell told CBS in 60 Minutes that the Fed was alert to the danger of moving too soon and cutting rates before inflation was fully tamed. Meanwhile, investors kept a close eye on additional economic data and corporate updates, while also waiting speeches from other Fed officials throughout the week. Domestically, a fresh PMI survey showed South Africa's private sector shrank for a second consecutive month in January. On the business front, resource-linked stocks while the hardest hit, while financials saw an increase. And a quick trip around Africa. The S&P Global Ghana PMI dropped to 48.4 in January of 2024, down from a four-month high of 51.8 in December, pointing to a renewed contraction in the country's private sector that was the first in 12 months. Output, new orders, employment, and purchasing all decreased during January amid slowing demand and softer market conditions. As a result, sentiment dropped to a 14-month low and was weaker than the series average. On a brighter note, 
Inflationary pressures generally eased and were generally muted. Vendor performance also improved amid reduced demand for inputs. The Stanbic Bank Zambia PMI dropped to 49.2 in January of 2024 from 49.6 in the previous month, marking the second consecutive period of contraction as inflationary pressures continued to weigh on demand. New orders decreased for the second successive month due to a depreciation of the kwacha and associated rise in prices. Purchasing costs increased sharply, with the rate of inflation accelerating to a 10-month high. In turn, companies increased their own selling prices, leading output charges to advance at its fastest pace since March 2023. Subsequently, business activity also decreased for the second month running and to a larger extent than in the previous survey, while employment dipped again amid reports of firms marginally scaling back their staffing levels. Despite worsening business conditions, Zambian firms remained optimistic that the output will increase over the year, but confidence remained relatively muted and was unchanged from December's one-year low. Standard Bank Mozambique's PMI shrank to 47.8 in January of 2024, from 48.8 in the previous month, marking the third consecutive period of contraction and the lowest reading since January of 2022. Output levels decreased at a faster pace at the start of the year, weighed by a sharp decline in new orders amid worsening demand conditions. Subsequently, the contractions in output and sales dipped employment into decline in January, pointing to the fast fall in the staffing levels in almost two years. Also, purchasing activity dropped for the fifth straight month, with the pace of reduction accelerating to the second fastest since May of 2020. On the price front, input costs were little changed from the previous month, while output charges were also roughly changed from December 7-month low. Looking ahead, the 12-month outlook on output slightly weakened to a 4-month low, but remains strongly positive in hopes of greater sales, profit and investment. The Stanbic Bank Uganda PMI slightly fell to 54.0 in January of 2024 from a 6-month high of 54.8 in the previous month, surpassing the 7.5-year series average of 52.6. It was the 15th consecutive month of expansion with output and new orders up from the 18-month running, mainly due to increased consumer numbers. Moreover, employment grew for the 10th month as firms took on temporary workers during January and reducing the backlog of work on the price front. Input prices rose further, attributed to construction materials and food products. On the other hand, staff costs saw a decline for the first time in, 16, in 17 months. Looking ahead, sentiment remained optimistic with hopes of increased customer numbers and demand over the coming year. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that's thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at Pippa Dome.